Hello, and welcome back to the Author Roundup, a special segment of the Book Connection Show, where we meet up-and-coming indie authors and talk to them about their recently released books. Hello, everyone. Today, we have another episode of Author Roundup. My name is Emma. Welcome. With me today is Archway Publishing author Madeline Littler. Madeline is a champion of individualized approaches to learning and development, embodying a philosophy that everyone deserves access to the joys of reading and the empowerment of education. Madeline has a strong love for reading and her career working with children in special education. She developed a strong, deeply rooted passion for creating accessible and engaging literature for students of any reading level. Reading is an escape and everyone deserves to be able to access these worlds no matter their skills. Hello, Madeline. How are you today? I am good. How are you, Emma? I'm very good. Thank you. So your latest publication, Locked, was released this year in August, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah. So Locked is the first in a series that I'm calling Flash Fiction. It's just taking a look at different kind of topics, different tropes in the literature world, and introducing readers who maybe have, you know, more of of a late high school, early adolescence, you know, interest level, but their reading skills are below that of their peers. So yeah, just kind of a series of short stories that are all kind of have the same thread running through them, common topics and uh, making it look like, you know, a novel so that they're not standing out from their peers by looking like they're reading things that are below their level. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say the cover looks like a fiction novel. And so I read the description. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm sure there's a reason why. That's really cool that you thought about that. It's so important when you're in high school to like, look like everybody else, right? Like we we don't want to think that, but it's always been the case. And yeah, you know, to be walking around with like a picture book would just feel, it would add, it would just add to, you know, a whole layer of things that are going on with these. Oh, yeah. So this is the first of a series, you said? Yep. And so how long are the short stories? So each short story is meant to be able to be, you know, read around a fourth, fifth, sixth grade level, mm-hmm. anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. yeah, with a kind of a typical reading piece of student of that reading level, um, but with just higher interest material. So there's about 20 chapters um, per book. And then mm-hmm. they all kind of have a similar a similar theme, in this case, sort of a locked room history of some kind or a component of something that doesn't seem like it should be possible given the physical restraints of the space. And so was this theme something that you came up with, something that you realized in your career, speaking to individuals that they can relate to this sort of metaphor? Yeah, I think, I mean, the reason that I really leaned into this topic to start out kind of this journey, this author Mm -hmm. journey that I'm officially on now, when you love to read, I grew up loving to read. I Mm -hmm. remember like my parents had to set a time limit of, you know, how long I could read Mm -hmm. into the night. And I still do. I still just can like devour a book in a weekend. And I, I love it so much. But mm-hmm. you know, that's not something that's accessible to everybody. We understand like, different tropes that are in different, you know, types of books and even genres, like knowing what genre of book you like, you find that out by reading a wide range of things. But mm-hmm. if thing that you're passionate about, it's hard to then build on that and understand other types of, you know, other types of tropes, written material, genres, things like that. Well, I really wanted to start with not necessarily a genre, but I'm heading that way to, to be able to 
uh, just give sort of that exposure to other kids who, you know, reading's maybe not their strong suit, but mm-hmm. it's fun. And yeah. it's fun for everyone. Congratulations on publishing. Is this your first book? Yes. Awesome. That's great. And so what inspired publishing the book? Like a little bit more about like your background? Um, yeah. So my background, I am a, I'm currently a clinic manager at a pediatric clinic for kids who have developmental delays. Um, and emotional and behavioral uh, difficulties as well. So Mm -hmm. my background is working with um, students with autism, uh, doing in-home therapy, center-based therapy, um, Mm -hmm. community-based therapy, things like that. So really empowering families um, with, you know, kids who just learn differently. Their brains, they just work different Mm -hmm. than what uh, the school system is set up for. So Mm -hmm. uh, helping people, helping parents both understand the what's available to ask for in addition to helping teachers, other educators understand the unique ways that uh, kids like this might learn. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that background really kind of started it. And then Mm -hmm. working as I worked for a while, it's called a psychometrist, I would work with a psychologist as sort of the nurse version in those types of appointments, um, where we were doing evaluations for things like learning disabilities, ADHD, depression, anxiety, um, autism specifically, um, and things like that. So one of the things that we saw is when we have this discrepancy between our like cognitive level, but our, our reading level, when there's a difference there, it can be really hard to find things that are interesting for our kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're right where we should be cognitively, um, you know, we're at an average IQ, but our reading scores are kind of falling below the line. Those were the kids where Parents are like, I want to get them something. I want to find something for them that's interesting. That's not just like picture books or, you know, graphic novels are amazing, um, but they're not for everybody. So how do we like build upon that, but also not embarrass them? Like parents, do they like discover that their kids might have difficulty reading? How does it usually go as far as like them reaching out for help? It usually kind of comes up usually organically, uh, kind of in the school setting. So you know, either in like conferences or other standardized testing, families Mm -hmm. might be told by the teacher that like, hey, it seems like your student is, you know, not quite understanding things or not quite keeping up uh, Mm -hmm. or standardized test scores might be below where we would expect them to be for their age level. Um, And so once we see kind of that, that gap start to build, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be something that yeah, teachers bring as a concern to parents or even vice versa. You know, we're having these really awful meltdowns at home around homework. We're just crying and crying because we're so frustrated. Yeah. Um, you know, what's going on here? And then either, yeah, the school can get involved at that point or they would come to a center like ours to be able to get mm-hmm. an evaluation to just take a look and see kind of what what is the piece that we can kind of target? Is it is it an anxiety about that, you know, particular topic or just reading in general? Are we yeah. having trouble with like phonological processing, auditory um, processing, things like that? So that's all nitty gritty details of the evaluations that we do. But it all kind of comes out to the same outcome of uh, we're struggling with reading. We're struggling with some component of reading. And it's embarrassing for kids. You know, it's it's hard when re- you're you have to know to how to read to learn and that mm-hmm. kind of takes place right around I would say like third fourth grade mm-hmm. so that's kind of the age of a lot of these kids that we see okay. start to trickle in or as soon as their reading reaches that level they're maybe a little bit older 
um, we really start to see that discrepancy. So that's also mm -hmm. kind of why the language in these books is really targeted to that fourth, fifth, sixth grade reading. Mm -hmm. And since your book has been published, have you used it for any working with your kids? Not yet. No. Nope. How long did it take you to write and complete the book? I've been writing since I was in grade school. Um, that was nice. always, you know, when people, when you would do projects of what do you want to be when you grow up? I always wanted to be an author. Um, I knew mm -hmm. that, you know, that was important to me, but really doing some like reflecting on why I wanted to be an author was because I love reading. And so bringing mm -hmm. people um, into that world who maybe wouldn't have that opportunity or just that exposure otherwise was something that was really important to me. Yeah, so this book I've been, you know, we, I published in August. I kind of started my publishing journey earlier this year, kind of springtime. You know, I have, I just have files and files and files of things that I've mm -hmm. written. And so this was one that um, it's really come together over time. And mm -hmm. I'm just really excited and really proud of where it's where it's landed so what was your writing experience like did you have fun right like when it actually came down to like writing and putting together a manuscript what was your process like and what was your experience like I'm a big planner I love uh, a good like outline and everything um yeah. it really helps to have these like you know co common threads through the stories mm -hmm. and then to just sort of you know imagine and build upon experiences and things that maybe I'm struggling with or people around me are struggling with and starting to mm -hmm. just articulate some of those things through stories. Um, yeah. been a lot of fun. So um, trying to weave into just different, you know, it's, it's these locked room mysteries, but they're also, some of them are a little bit more horror. Some are a little bit more fantasy. Um, so it's kind of fun to play around with these topics too, and to just experiment. Mm -hmm with my own writing and um, yeah, just be able to, to build some really neat stories in really short, succinct, compact packages. Mm -hmm. And what was your, you talked about like the theme and just now about like the themes of the themes maybe, but what was your favorite part or most fun to write? There's one of, that's kind of about like a like a little girl who finds a, a secret room in a new house that she has recently moved mm -hmm. into with her family. And it, that one's a little bit magical, which I just, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It just really speaks to the, like my childhood self. I kind of wrote it for <laughs> sixth grade Madeline. Um, mm -hmm. That would have been something that I would have just absolutely like loved to have read at that age. What was the most difficult part of your writing process did you get maybe like writer's block or anything like that I wouldn't say writer's block I would almost say the opposite of um kind of reining myself in and really no. <laughs> focusing on um kind of the target audience that I'm writing yeah. for and giving myself that challenge I I mean I could just I could write and write and create and create all day long I just always have stories that I feel like I could um yeah explore that are just rolling around in my head. So getting a lot of those out. You gotta write them down. You have yeah. to, or I just like put like, you know, right in my phone, like have to remember this for next time. Yep, exactly. Um, well, that's great that it's a series then because you could just keep on rolling and just, yeah. are you working on something right now? Are you working on the second book? Yes, I have. Uh, yeah. I actually have two more that are finished and are kind of oh, in the wow. here. And then awesome. um, several others that I have, you know, they're at various stages of completion. So. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. Have you gotten any feedback from your book? Have you seen any nice reviews or from family, friends? Yeah, family and friends, um, kind of people in my professional life as well, being able to share it in that uh, capacity has been really exciting. Yeah. Um, about is, you know, professionals that it's just something that's hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, high interest books for ki kids who have below average reading. Um, mm -hmm. Just being able to, yeah, share it and get feedback from um, my colleagues has been really um, impactful too. Did they know that you were going to write a book or did they know that you always wanted to write a book or was it like a surprise? <laughs> it was a surprise. It was yeah. um, something that, you know, I didn't, it wasn't a secret that I liked yeah. to write, but it wasn't something that I would just kind of broadcast day to day that this is, you know, something that happens outside of my work hours. What advice would you give to someone that is very passionate about a topic like you are and someone that wants to write a book, self-publish a book? really to just do it. It's a process and it's scary and it's exciting and it's all of the things. And I really had a lot of fun with this journey and just being able to, you know, to do the thing that I always wanted to do that, that jump from like, Ooh, I want to, you know, I want to be this when I grow up is um, yeah. it's, it's really cool to then actually get to say, you know, I am an author. I, yeah. I did that. I wrote the book. I took all the steps after writing the book to actually yeah. turn it into a book. Yeah. And, you know, if you're passionate about it, it just feels natural and it feels more right. scary because you have a little bit more invested in it. Um, mm -hmm. it's your, your emotions and your ego and your heart and soul are in it and it's worth it. What was it like receiving your published book for the first time and looking at it for the first time? It, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> it felt really emotional. Um, it, yeah, you know, it's, I'm, I, one of the things that somebody said, describe yourself in three words, I think re reader would always be something that's mm -hmm. just, and now I get to say author too. And that's just really, really special. Do you have any personal or professional goals for the rest of this year? I know you mentioned that you're, you finished with two more books. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else in the pipeline? Um, just really, really that kind of getting those books um, pushed out as well and starting to build up this collection that can really feel like um, a safe world for kids who haven't felt like they can, you know, crack open a book the same way that their peers can. So building up that world and uh, making it a really cool, extensive library. How did you discover Archway Publishing and what was your publishing experience like? Yeah, I was really looking for I knew I wanted to self-publish. Mm -hmm. because of the width of books that I'm going to be, you know, working on here. So yeah. that was something that was important to me was to keep that kind of in a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more yeah. in my own court. Um, but then, you know, to be able to help with some of the logistics and just the things that you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know going into a process like this. And mm -hmm. so using Archway as kind of that um, hybrid model to have somebody mm -hmm. with I mean, several different people along the way point people who kind of help with that process. It just really was the best of both worlds for my situation. So I was able to just kind of stumble across it in my research. And, you know, it was one of those things where reading through, I was like, yep, I found it. This is exactly yeah. what I was picturing in my mind that I needed and it exists. So that was very cool. 
What was your editing process like? Having the options of so many editing services is also great as well for most authors. Yeah, absolutely. And this this book in particular, I selected as the first one for publishing because I it was more polished than a lot of the other work. Yeah. I had kind of gone back and gone through it and gone through it and really been very intentional. I mean, mm-hmm. almost like line by line. <laughs> being wow, yeah. With every single line that it was necessary and pushing my plot forward and building worlds that, you know, give that like immersive experience for, you know, for the readers. How long did it take to publish your book? All said and done. Let's see. I started in about April and then it was published by August. I'm working with kind of a marketing consulting team uh, through Archway now, and I'm excited to kind of start to coordinate with them, learn a little bit about the world of marketing. Again, it's, mm-hmm. it really feels like the best of both worlds of being able to do it myself. But you know, I have kind Having of someone... people to rely on. Yeah. Exactly. Expertise. Yeah. So, what about the design aspect of your book? Because we talked about your cover a little bit. Did you have something specific in mind? I did. Okay. <laughs> I came in with a very specific vision, which in this case was really, really helpful because mm-hmm. I could just kind of look through all of my like options and things and say, yeah, yep, this is exactly what I want. And Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of research on font and spacing and kind of the positioning of different like text components on on a page. And so that was something too that I just had a lot of like specific knowledge about and Uh, vision for. So it really just was, it was like conducting, kind of conducting a song, conducting an orchestra. Mm -hmm. Like I know exactly what's going to happen. I just needed to come together in a way that I can't actually do with my own hands. Yeah, Um, It was great to have that very specific vision. Is there anything else you'd like to mention today? Really excited for people to, to discover, to discover my work. Well, thank you, Madeline, for all of your work. And it was great talking with you today. And you can purchase Madeline's book Locked at the Archway Publishing website and also Amazon and Barnes and Noble. As always, it was nice to chat with you and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Before we go, show some love by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for our next interview on the Book Connection Show, where we meet extraordinary indie voices with incredible stories.